It may be only a couple of exhibition games, but it is becoming abundantly clear IU basketball has two very talented freshmen. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Friday, November 4th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. IU Basketball had its second and final scrimmage of the preseason on Thursday night, they come away winners 104 to 59. Uh, if you want a quick little recap, I know this game was on BTM plus. Not all of you may have seen it. Uh, it was close after the first media timeout, a couple ugly scrappy plays for St. Francis to keep this one close. Then I, went on a 42 to 13 run in the, uh, remainder of the first half blew this one open and no looking back after that. Number of impressive performances on the night. And we're going to start with the two freshmen. I don't want to sound like a broken record because this is kind of what I talked about after the first scrimmage. But my word, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Malik Renu are really, really good. Um, Both of them have 15 points on Thursday. Hood, Shafino was 6 of 8 from the field, 3 of 3 from the three-point line. Renew was seven of eight from the field, one of three at the free throw line. Mike Woodson had this to say about them, uh, quote, they're doing all the things that we've been working on in the last four and a half, five months now. It's nice to see practice is totally different than the game, but I always felt if you develop good habits in practice, it can be a nice carryover for you into ball games. And I think that's what happened. That's what's happening with these two. Let's start Jalen Hutchifino because we talked Malik the last one. Jalen Hutchifino is going to be a really special player to Indiana. He very quickly on Thursday uh, put his imprint on this game. A lot of you probably saw the behind the back uh, layup and transition uh, that was gorgeous. The three of three, three point shooting is probably the biggest positive takeaway on this because that was his biggest uh, question mark. His first one he hit with a defender just right in his face. I don't expect him to be that good of a three point shooter night in and night out. Obviously, Uh, he's not going to make every three he takes. There's going to be rough nights, but if he can be a respectable three point shooter, uh, it's going to only raise his ceiling. He chipped in five assists, a couple rebounds as well. A block and a steal was plus 21 on the night. The only person better. Uh, well, I guess there were a number of bench guys, which we'll talk about later on, but Malik was a plus 23. Uh, but Jalen, look, he's going to have a, a pretty big burden on him to help run the IU offense. Um, He looks absolutely comfortable in that position. This does not seem too big for him. Now, I I realize we're making a lot of these uh, or having a lot of these takeaways after a couple of NAIA opponents, but uh, the smoothness with which these two operate, it doesn't look like the opponent is really going to change their approach to the game. Uh, Malik, 15 points, 7 of 8 shooting. 
eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks, plus 23, all, uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how, how good these two look this early in the season. Um, they are, it, I don't want to get too hyperbolic after one game, but these are going to be two of the best freshmen in the conference at the very least. Um, you can see that Malik is going to absolutely feast on backup big men in the big 10 this season. This guy is a starting caliber big man that is going to play uh, largely against second units this season. And he is going to absolutely feast. Uh, he did all that work in 20 minutes. Uh, Jalen hood. only played 22 minutes. Um, these two, I, again, it's an overmatched opponent. I use coming up against, but these two look like you should against overmatched opponents. So uh, there hasn't been any kind of um, adjustment period so far for these two. We'll see on Monday when the real games start, uh, whether that is still the case. But through two exhibition games, these two look like they're prepped for really, really big seasons. Uh, this doesn't feel like a, a stage too big for them. Uh, it feels like they're going to be ready to contribute in big ways from day one. And that's exciting. Uh, they both had highlight plays. Malik uh, had a a wild uh, behind-the-back dribble into a step-back mid-range jumper that he absolutely cashed. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that often this year, but he was deep into his bag on Thursday. We mentioned Jalen as well. Um what these two are going to afford Indiana is the ability to not have to rely so much on Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis, who uh, needed to be great for IU to compete in games last season. There's a little more wiggle room now because IU has a more talent behind around them. However you want to phrase it. I, I already saw it in my mentions, the campaign for Malik to start. We are tabling that for quite a few games before we start overreacting. These were NAIA opponents and backup NAIA bigs for the most part Malik was going up against. Let's let's let him play actual Division One basketball players before we start discussing whether he should be in the starting lineup, things of that nature. But that doesn't take away from how good these two looked on Thursday, how good these two have looked through the first two games, the two preseason games. They're going to get their chance on Monday to do it in a real game. You got to be pretty dang good for me to lead off talking about you instead of Trace Jackson Davis, who made his return to the court on Thursday as well. We'll talk about how he looked, how Xavier Johnson looked as well. A couple other takeaways from this contest. Before we do that, let's talk about today's sponsor, Underdog. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football, spice up the college football season. We've talked a lot about them. They do not have Indiana's uh, pickums on here. Um, for those that don't know, uh, it's a very simple app. Download it, uh, or you can go to the website as well. Um, underdogfantasy.com. Head on over to the Pick'em section. Click college football. You can type in Indiana for a number of weeks now. They just haven't put Indiana in here. My guess would be they were tired of people making money just clicking the under on, on everything. But you get a player prop. 
And in lieu of having Indiana, I pulled up Washington and Michael Penix. They play uh, tonight uh, at 1030 uh, against Oregon State on ESPN2. And they have Penix at 323.5 yards. So you pick higher or lower. Um, I believe you have to make at least two picks, and they have to be from at least two different games. But if you, uh, the more picks you make, up to five, the more money you win, uh, up to three, six, ten, or twenty times your money. It's a fun way to spice up college football on your Saturdays as you're sitting on the couch watching the games. Uh, so sign up with the promo code Locked On, all one word, all capitalized. An underdog will double your first bet up to a hundred dollars. So you de- deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store, uh, whatever you guys have. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Didn't actually give my uh, prediction. I, I would take the over on Michael Penix yards. Why not? It's more fun to cheer for the over. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. For those that missed it on Thursday, we had two episodes go up on Thursday. We had the normal kind of morning episode that you guys always find in your podcast feed, your YouTube subscriptions, whatever it is. Later in the afternoon, we released a bonus episode, a crossover with Locked on Nittany Lions to preview the IU Penn State game. I'm not going to talk about the football game in this one because I did a whole episode talking about the football game. And to be honest, I would rather talk about the basketball exhibitions and the football team at this point in the season. Um, Let's get back to that exhibition game. Trace Jackson Davis made his return with a heavily wrapped right thumb slash wrist. Um, Ultimately, it didn't look like it really impacted him at all. Obviously, that's not his shooting hand. he was still as active, as explosive as ever. I don't know if that was a precaution, how long that's going to be around, but it was looking something close. You know, when the NFL players have a broken hand and they just have a club that they wrap around, I was starting to think that might be what it ended up looking like. It's not quite there yet, but uh, 21 minutes he played on Thursday, 19 points, nine rebounds, a couple of blocks. He looked like Trace Jackson Davis. The IU started out the game. It'll be interesting to see if it's something that they do uh, as kind of a design play or something because it kind of looked like it. I'll have to go back and watch the game. Uh, Trace wins a tip back to Xavier Johnson, uh, and then he goes on a dead sprint to the rim. Xavier immediately passes to Jalen hood Shafino uh, near half court, and Jalen hood Shafino immediately throws a lob to Trace from half court. Two points in a matter of seconds. Uh, that... Jalen hood Shafino to Trace Jackson Davis lobs. Sign me up as many of those as we can get this season. There was a second one later on in the second half. Um, I, I want all of them. I need all of them. But, yeah, Trace did not look hampered at all by the injury, even if he had a big wrap on his hand. Um, he was still flying around, dunking, leading fast breaks. Didn't attempt a three-pointer. Wasn't really in a position to uh, do that. It, it didn't look like he was even 
even like trying to get to the three point line, that's obviously going to kind of be a, a thing to watch for a while. At a certain point last year, it was just clear he wasn't going to shoot them. We'll see uh, this season if it's something that he uses a little bit more often. Um, with race Thompson in there, race is usually the one that spaces out a bit more. It would be interesting to see trace and Malik played for a little bit. Uh, I think honestly, it was just very briefly if trace and Malik are together, it would be interesting if trace is the one that, uh, maybe spaces out a little bit to the three point line. Cause Malik has, uh, quite the set of post moves. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, obviously people are going to keep monitoring that throughout the year, but trace looked absolutely fine. Uh, not, not worried at all about his injury, his status or anything. Xavier Johnson, a little bit of a bounce back game. You could tell early on, he wanted to be a lot more aggressive. Um, Mike Woodson said that he's kind of talked to Xavier throughout the buildup to the season, just kind of reaffirming to him that he doesn't have to do it alone this year. Uh, he has help around him. Uh, he finishes with eight points on three of eight shooting, missed all four of his three-point attempts. So uh, he was three of four inside the arc, um, two of four at the free throw line. Free throw shooting was not great for Indiana. 11 of 18, 61%. Um, Xavier had three rebounds, three assists, four fouls, three turnovers, and a steal. He filled up the stat sheet, good and bad. Uh, played only 15 minutes, though. Was a plus 11. Again, I'm I'm not worried about him. I know I said I wanted to see something better. He was clearly more aggressive on the onset. Got to the rim for a dunk early on. Drove baseline for another layup. Uh, and then kind of, I don't want to say coasted, because that has some uh, bad connotation with it necessarily in a basketball game, but uh, shifted in a neutral and, and just let things play out from there. I, I think he'll be fine once the games start to matter. A number of other takeaways you could have from this. I use bench. Looks like it's going to be legitimate this year. Uh, Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway, Tamar Bates all played a fair amount in that second half. Um, all three looked great. Uh, Trey Galloway was handling the ball a fair amount, even when Jalen hood Shafino and Tamar Bates both were on the court at times. So it really seems like Galloway might have some more ball handling duties this season. He played 20 minutes, was a plus 32. That was not the high. Tamar Bates had uh, a plus 34 in 22 minutes. Uh, he finished with 10 points on 5 of 10 shooting. Jordan Geronimo did not miss, mainly because everything he had was dunks. Uh, not exactly, but it felt like it. Uh, he had eight rebounds, an assist, a block, three steals. He was all over the place. Those three are going to see big minutes this season off the bench. And again, Tamar Bates missed uh, the last game. Logan Duncan and Caleb Banks did not play because of illnesses, um, which is why I, I haven't mentioned Duncan. Uh, but Trey Galloway, Jordan Geronimo, Tamar Bates are all going to play. Tamar looked fine. Uh, maybe a little bit of rust. Uh, he obviously didn't play in that first game, uh, but he had a couple takes to the rim, couple finishes at the rim that looked nice. All in all, a, a positive game in this one. Um, maybe a couple concerns. Team three-point shooting wasn't great. Uh, they were 7 of 19. Uh, if you take out, there's two ways you can look at this. Uh, if you take out Jalen hood Shafina going 3 of 3, then suddenly they're 4 of 16, and that is ugly, 25%. Flip side, CJ Gunn was 1 of 5. 
I don't know how often he's going to take five three-pointers in a game. Uh, if you wanted to take that out, then suddenly they are 6 of 14. You're something really close to 50%, and um, that suddenly looks a lot better. That's 42%. Miller Cop knocked down a couple of threes, both of them corner three-point attempts. Trey Galloway's now made a three in both games. Uh, that seems like something he's more comfortable doing this season. Uh, but yeah, Xavier Johnson, CJ Gunn going a combined one of nine of those 19 attempts. Uh, so just like the first game was kind of this odd team effort of, of guys making them that probably won't with Race Thompson and CJ Gunn, this is kind of the flip side of that. Uh, Xavier Johnson very well might go 0 of 4, but I, I don't know how often CJ Gunn is going to play even 15 minutes and go one of five, uh, this season. So that basically the end result is it's still up in the air and we'll kind of figure out once the games themselves start, but overall a very positive performance from Indiana, um, 104 points. And that came despite a slow start. That was it. That was the, the final preseason game. They will, the, the games start mattering on Monday. Uh, they'll be back in action on Monday to uh, kick off the season. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, we will have that preview on Monday. But tonight, the women's basketball team has their only scrimmage of the season. So let's preview that. That'll also be on BTN+. Plus. Uh, we'll talk about what to expect from the women's team, what we'll be looking for, all that here in just a moment. IU women's basketball team, like I said, their only preseason game is tonight. Free entry if you're uh, around the Bloomington area, head on over. Uh, free to get in. Starts at 7 o'clock tonight in Assembly Hall. IU versus Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, also, as I said, will be on BTN+. Plus. Uh, if you want to kind of track or keep a look, keep up with it, on Twitter, follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers. I'll be watching the game, live tweeting it. Kentucky Wesleyan, a Division II school. Doesn't look like these two programs have played before. Obviously, there's not really an easy way to look that up, but IU has a history tab on their women's basketball schedule that works for schools that IU uh, has a history with, but um, that page leads to nothing on on the uh, schedule website. So my guess would be the two teams have not played before. So uh, regardless, it's a, it's a division two school that I don't know why they would have had any meaningful games before anyway. So number of things to watch for this one. Again, it's obviously just a, a preseason or a scrimmage exhibition game. Uh, so we're not going to have too many big takeaways. This is going to be the first look at what this kind of new offense is going to look like this season. Um, we've talked a lot, especially this week, about um, what the how the offense is going to have more shooting, more spacing, things like that. This is going to be our first look at that. What? How much shooting is it going to have? How is that new backcourt going to look together? Grace Berger, Sarah Scalia, even Sydney Parrish factoring into that. Um, how are those three going to look in their first time on the court against a, a different opponent together? Uh, excited to see that. Excited to see uh, Mackenzie Holmes with more space around her to operate. How is that going to look? 
just all around excited to see a new IU offense um, that features a lot of new players and how they all kind of integrate into um, into the game plan and how much this offense really is going to change. It wasn't like the offense last year didn't create three-pointers. Uh, there were openings. It's just that um, at times IU turned them down. At times they weren't really looking to take those three-pointers. Uh, is I don't know how much you need to kind of completely change your offense. It just might mean that some of those three-pointers that led to layups are now just three-point attempts now. So we'll see how, how different things look, but that's obviously the biggest thing I'm going to be watching is just what this offense is going to look like. On the flip side, as we've mentioned a number of times, the defense was always fantastic for the Hoosiers. Uh, what's it going to look like on Friday with a whole bunch of new faces factored in? Uh, IU lost arguably its two best defenders. Are they going to be able to still defend at a high level? Again, this is a division two school. I'm not going to put a ton into what their defense looks like, even if it's good or bad. I might put a little bit more into it if it's bad, but uh, it's more about the process. Is the process going to uh, look good on Friday before the Hoosier women's team kicks off on Tuesday? So, um, exciting i'm almost i'm definitely equally excited excited to see this women's team take the court on friday as i have been about the men for these first two games we are here this is right on the brink of the season starting uh and i could not be more thrilled um as as you can tell by the fact we didn't talk about it uh the football team is just out of sight out of mind at this point um that being said, if you want to listen to football conversations, we obviously did a preview with uh, Locked On Nittany Lions. Again, bonus episode was up on the feed. I also appeared on Roar Lions Roar, uh, their podcast with good friend Bill DiFilippo. I will retweet that link on our Twitter. Uh, if you want to hear more conversation about my thoughts kind of on the IU football team and, and things like that, Plenty of content for you guys, IU-related this week. Uh, we went a, li- a little bit into overdrive to get you guys some more content. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We will be back on Monday to recap that IU-Penn State game, to preview the IU men's basketball game, get you all set for everything as IU basketball, men's and women's, kicks off next week. Now, for your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As I've mentioned, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review so you guys do not miss any of these bonus episodes. There's a very good shot. Uh, I'll be doing some live podcasts after games uh, this season. Might even do one on Monday. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. Be sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you guys can see that when we go live. Most importantly, though, guys, hope everybody has a fantastic Friday. And as always, Elio.